Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 100th episode of the You Thought Sports Podcast. Everybody made it this week. We got Wyatt, we got Bart, Aiden, and Jared. We're all here to bring you a mega-sized episode to celebrate 100 weeks in existence. Mega. Yeah, it's exciting. We made it. We've made it to the mountaintop. And we're gonna start with some news we missed. <laughs> Told me uh, down from here. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're ascending to a better mountaintop. Just okay. a little, a little plateau. <laughs> uh, short plateau. <laughs> short plateau, <laughs> for which we go right up after. Um, but we're getting started like always with some news we missed. It's some NFL news. Uh, the Jaguars got their first win since Week One of last season. They beat the Dolphins twenty-three to twenty in London. Yeah, Urban Meyer has regained the locker room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reports. You <laughs> heard it here first. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In other in other NFL news, uh, the Cardinals very good at teams. They moved to six and zero by beating the preseason Super Bowl favorite Cleveland Browns thirty seven to fourteen. Yep. <laughs> um, dropping the Browns to three and three. So not a good look for them, especially as the Bengals keep winning. Uh, yeah. Go past them in the division. It's exciting. Um. In some baseball news, the ALCS and NLCS are set with some of the least likable and most predictable teams. Are you kidding teams. me? <laughs> yes. Some, yes. two of them. Yeah. Least likable, most predictable, the Red Sox versus the Astros in the AL, the Dodgers versus the Braves in the NL. They're Do you think that, like, sorry, the Braves considered unlikable to you guys? They're always good. Like, I, yeah, what? they've won the NL East like years and years in a row. And when was the last time they won a World before. Series? Not in our lifetime. Uh, it was the it? Late, late 90s. I think it was during our lifetime. Oh, late yeah, 90s? Just, okay, well, not since so. I could remember. I know, but they always win the division, <laughs> so I, I don't care about them. Okay. okay. Yeah. And the, the Dodgers beating the Giants set the MLB back by 25 seasons. Also, that, it's, a, it's a tragedy. <laughs> Were we watching oh. that last pitch of the Dodgers? Oh, yeah, Giants? that was yes. bad. Uh-huh. Live, live, I could tell, like, no, he didn't live, go. And live, then, it was obvious, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so the slow just wait, next year there will be instant replay for check swings. It's yeah, exactly. <clears throat> They're ready the for robots. Yeah. And so many likable teams went, have gone out already, too. Like the White Sox the going Yankees. out. That was, yeah. The Yankees. The Yankees, was, oh, my God. I was that for last, but <laughs> yes, the Giants, too. Likeable. All likable teams, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, sticking with the MLB. Uh, Major League Baseball says minor league teams will have to start housing minor league players. Um, they won't have to pay for their own housing, so they won't be living below the poverty line, which is probably hey. a good thing. That is good. Um, in some NBA news, uh, Ben Simmons was kicked out of practice. Uh, I'm too angry to talk about it, so why can you fill us in on the details? Well, he was kicked out of practice because he wasn't participating at all. Uh, he would not sub into drills or anything like that. There's a video from the practice. Ben Simmons is running around with his phone in his pocket. That's ridiculous. Uh, assuming that maybe he might get a call that he's been traded at some point. <laughs> he was suspended a game. He's been fined about $1.4 million over some team misconduct stuff and missing some preseason games. So not a great look in uh, uh, Philly right now. Joel Embiid said he is, quote, not his babysitter. So, you know, everyone's kind of fed up. Yeah. yeah. Crazy to think how if the Sixers hadn't blown two 20-point leads in the conference finals and Ben Simmons hadn't passed up on that dunk. None of this may have been happening. Mm, but true. Here we are. He's behaving like a child. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, last news we missed. Um, our favorite ESPN commentator, Paul Feinbaum, uh, said that Cincinnati still needs, quote, 
a lot of help to make the college football playoffs. That's what what, is, what was his possible. rationale? That's that's ridiculous. He's like a couple SEC teams could squeak in this year. He's like whoever's the Big Ten champ has a better case over them. Whoever's the the Big Twelve champ has a better case. He could even see like a, a one loss Pac twelve champ or like a Wake Forest. <laughs> no yeah, way. yeah, Wake Forest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the AC. What win is an ACC team gonna have? They're not gonna have any better win than against Notre Dame on the road. Exactly. So I don't know. If the number two team in the country doesn't make it in, it will just be. <laughs> we've talked about this so many times. It's proof that the college football playoff was made to just usher in teams that the the committee wants in. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what people's records are. A 500 team could get in. Ohio mm-hmm. State. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Well, speaking of Ohio State, speaking of the Big Ten, we're going to launch into our first full segment. Uh, we'll have a couple of normal sports segments, and then we'll do some celebration of our 100th episode to round it off. Um, but the Big Ten has turned into one big mess, with number two Iowa <laughs> tragically losing to Purdue this weekend. Um, but Predictably, maybe, some would say. No, I'm just some would say. No. <laughs> some might have said. <laughs> um, but that leaves the Big Ten with five top 11 teams, um, but none seemingly with a clear path to necessarily winning the conference. So yeah. there are five real contenders, those five big uh, top 11 teams. We're going to go through one by one. Um, the first person will say what percent chance they think that that team has of winning the Big Ten, and the next person will say whether that percentage is too high or too low. We'll get it started with maybe the favorite to win the Big Ten at this point, Ohio State. So Wyatt... What percent chance do you give Ohio State of winning the Big Ten? Ninety-five <laughs> percent. Oh my gosh! Oh boy. Uh, CJ Stroud, yeah, CJ Stroud is coming to his own, and uh, you know, with everybody else falling and and the the rest of the teams that I don't think are very good, um, you know, you get a little bit of clout by beating some of the overranked uh, Big Ten teams, who we'll talk about later, and. Oh. We just show a lot of promise. I think that we've bounced back from our loss against the at the time was what number three Oregon or number six Oregon. He was they were pretty highly ranked, so it wasn't a yeah. bad loss. Um, Twelve, I think. So you know, I think our resume is good for us to make the college football playoffs. I know that's not the conversation, but uh, I think we have the talent to win the Big Ten. Ninety-five percent. Uh I think it's a lot more like 50-50, maybe 60-40 in favor of Ohio State. I do oh. agree that they are the best team. I just think, I mean, there's, I don't know, maybe maybe why it's right that the other teams in the Big Ten East are all re- like actually really overrated. But I think it's, it's kind of a coin flip whether Ohio State can be flawless enough to win all three of their remaining ranked games against those teams. And they have ranked Purdue on their schedule. How long will they be ranked still? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> saying, I think, and then, of course, you have the, the championship game against presumably Iowa, too. Now, how good is Iowa? I don't know. But I think while Ohio State is definitely the best team in that conference, uh, I don't think they're so much better right now that it's like a clear-cut 95% they're not going to lose unless something really wild happens. That's fair. Uh, Next up, we'll take uh, Ohio State's main rivals, Michigan. And I think that Michigan has about a 20% shot of winning the Big Ten. Um, Their schedule is pretty brutal down the stretch. They play Michigan State, they play Penn State, they play Ohio State, and then they'd have to play again, presumably Iowa, in the Big Ten Championship. Though, Iowa's lead, not insurmountable. Number 25, Purdue. Minnesota, both only a game back. It'll be fun to see either of them in the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> um, but I think they're probably modest favorites against Michigan State, who I think is 
winning but not that great. They've had really tight wins against IU and Nebraska and other not-so-good teams. I think they're probably slight favorites against Penn State, um, whose offense is just, like, not very good. Um, And I think, um, even though they have a good defense, I think Michigan could outscore them. Um, And I think they're probably underdogs against Ohio State, whose offense has just been crazy recently. So I think I put their chances of winning all three of those games at about 30%. Um, They'd have to do that to make the Big Ten Championship. And if they can do that, I think they probably have a two-thirds chance of beating Iowa. Um, which I'm, I don't know if this is how the math works or percentages, but I think that takes them down to about 20% chance of winning the uh, Big Ten Championship. They've been very good this year. Their, their defense is really good. Cade McNamara has been great at quarterback. So they have a tough schedule, but I, don't, I think they're talented enough to have a relatively okay shot of winning the Big Ten. So 20%. Zero uh, percent actually is what that <laughs> is. Uh, I have no Why did Wyatt whatsoever. pick the Ohio State Michigan one? <laughs> I signed up first. The, uh, <laughs> Michigan really has no chance unless you backtrack to like the 1800s. They don't really show a whole lot of winning uh, prowess. So uh, they they're not going to beat Ohio State. It's going to be a 20 point loss at least. And oh uh, you know Iowa might be brutal. Uh, if it happens, Michigan State, and I'm going to call it right now, they're going to go one and two in the next in the next three games, and it's going to absolutely destroy their chances of, of uh, winning the Big Ten. All right. Well, we'll Wyatt. move from... Oh, go ahead, Aiden. Since Wyatt is now done with selections, who is who gets your last 5%? <laughs> I was wondering that as well. Yeah, Penn State. Oh, okay. okay. No, I love Penn State. <laughs> um... All right, we'll move from Michigan to their in-state rivals, Michigan State. Bart, what percent chance do you think they have winning the Big Ten? Speaking of 5%, what I have written down for this is <laughs> sub-5%. I, I think it's probably like 3% if I had to put a specific number on it. I think they're clearly the worst of the four remaining ring teams in the Big Ten East. Uh, I think their ranking is right on that. Like like Lucas was saying, they're winning, but their winning is not really impressive to me. If they manage to go better than 1-2 and two in the remaining games against Ohio State, uh, Penn State, and Michigan, I would be shocked. Especially because Penn State will probably have their quarterback Clifford back by the last game of the season, which is when they play. Yeah, I don't see Michigan State really having much of a chance. I thought we were going to say the same exact number. I also wrote five percent. Um, I they like like Lucas said, they've really squeaked by against bad teams uh, like um, Nebraska and then um, Western Kentucky. So I and then yeah, they're coming up to the gauntlet and. Every all of these teams are like all playing each other now at the end of the year, so I, I think it's going to be, you know, I guess a war of attrition. But eventually, I do agree that Ohio State will probably be the team that kind of pulls it out. But yeah, so I, I said five percent for Michigan State. So I guess higher than what Bart said a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Aiden, what about Iowa? Yeah, I'm going seven percent at the moment. Oh my gosh, oh, we're wow. down on Iowa now. <laughs> I said last week that was not high on Iowa. Um, and I thought they would enter the Big Ten title game undefeated. They lost earlier than expected, to be honest. (laughs) Um, So I'm even less high on them now. Uh, Honestly, I'd love to see Purdue take the Big Ten West title from Iowa, but problematically, their schedule is just pretty brutal in the next couple weeks. I feel like they still have to play Ohio State, which feels like an almost guaranteed loss. Though two years ago or three years ago, uh, we saw that happen. Um, And they play Michigan State as well, who seems beatable, but still a tough game. Um, with that said, yeah, Minnesota is two and one compared to Iowa's three and one, and their only remaining tough game is against Iowa. 
So honestly, I don't. I think I was like a 50-50 shot of even, you know, making the Big Ten title game. Um, and yeah, I, I am. I do have faith in this Minnesota team who lost to Bowling Green. That's that's correct. That's where we're at. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, Big Ten West right now. Um, and I think that whatever team wins the Big Ten West has like a 15% shot of winning the title game just based on, you know, like anything can happen, right? Um, but I, I, they definitely going to be a, a serious underdog against anyone who comes out from the East. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, etc. Um, so yeah, 7%. I think that's mostly right. I wrote down 10%. I think that they have like... I think they're probably the favorites to win the Big Ten West. I think I'd put that at like 70-80%, and then they have maybe a 15-20% chance of winning the Big Ten just because the championship game, just because like you said, anything can happen. But I think the odds of them winning are pretty low. So yeah, I said a little bit higher, but I don't think a ton higher. Jared, Penn State, what chance do you think they have of uh, winning the Big Ten? I said 35% actually. I I think Ohio State is the favorite. And without Sean Clifford, their offense looks terrible, Lucas. But with Sean Clifford, their offense is really not that bad. And they've beaten a good SEC team that just um, – Auburn, who just upset um, – who'd they just upset? Arkansas? Is that who I'm thinking of? Auburn, who'd they you. just beat? Arkansas, yep. Arkansas, yeah, that's who it was. So I think Penn State, like on that kind of barometers, transitive properties and stuff, is a pretty solid team. Obviously, they're gonna play. They're gonna have to play Ohio State, and who knows if Sean Clifford's gonna be ready to go for that game. But I give them a shot in that game. To be honest, if Sean Clifford's playing, a good shot. It's on the road. Oregon did it on the road too, though. So we'll see. You know, thirty-five percent. Yeah, I have that is too high. I was at fifteen percent, Jared. Though honestly, okay. I thought I had more faith in Penn State than the average person. So <laughs> I misjudged myself. Um, but yeah, it all kind of depends on health. Uh, depends if Clifford is back for the Ohio State game for the the tough games up ahead. Um, if he is, yeah, I think they have a legitimate shot against Ohio State. Um, they could even be favored versus Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, but the fact that they already have a loss in the conference, and I think the other three don't at the moment, like automatically puts them at a, a bit of a disadvantage uh, coming yeah. in. Uh, so I think, and if Clifford like has setbacks or whatnot, then I feel like the, the second half of the season will be dominated by talk of James Franklin leaving for LSU or stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Um, so um, I, I definitely think they're a good team, but not without Sean Clifford. Can quarterbacks transfer midseason? They need to get somebody to replace Roberson, man. <laughs> they have no shot with him, man. I'm sorry. Oh, Spencer man. Rattler. Graham Mertz. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Spencer yeah. Rattler, yeah. Graham Mertz. <laughs> They'd be better off putting a running back in their quarterback. <laughs> oh, Wildcat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Probably. Jack Cohn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> college football, we're moving into the NBA. Um, and the new NBA season just tipped off tonight with the Milwaukee Bucks trouncing the Nets. Trouncing. Um looking like they're on, you know, a good pace to reclaim Going to or repeat. What, you know, they're repeat as title holders. Um, that is good pace. I mean, they're undefeated. They're on pace to go undefeated. <laughs> if they keep it up at this rate, 82 and 0. But despite the net or the uh, the Bucks beating the Nets tonight, the two betting odds favorites going into the season to win the NBA title are the Nets and the Lakers. Yet each team faces its share of struggles. Kyrie is likely going to miss the entire season, maybe the rest of his career, because he's not getting vaccinated. Um, and the Lakers are old. So, Bart, with the Nets missing Kyrie 
and the Lakers age. Um, are these two teams doomed this year, and is Vegas getting it wrong in terms of the betting odds? I do think Vegas is getting it wrong. I I don't know if I would... Yeah, I think, I think I'm higher on the Nets, for sure, than the Lakers, but... And I promise you, I had this opinion before the game tonight. But my favorite was the Bucks coming into the season. I'm—I don't know. I like—I like to take an approach of uh, innocent until proven guilty, if you will. And I think the Bucks deserve to be favored until they show that they've fallen off somehow this year. The game tonight did not indicate that at all. But yeah, I mean, I like listen with with just Durant and Harden. The Nets are still obviously really, really good. They're a really good duo. But like, I think I favor the Bucks' cohesiveness. Giannis is still like probably the best player in the NBA, in my opinion. Middleton and Drew Holiday are still in their primes. Um, and they, listen, they they played the whole playoffs last year without their point guard Dante Divincenzo, however you say his name, and he was out tonight as well. And they still won. When they get him back, it's going to be a really strong rotation. So I think the Bucks are better than the Nets right now. Granted, this is assuming Kyrie's out the whole season. I don't think you can assume that he won't get vaxxed at some point. If he comes back, it changes everything, and the Nets probably do become my East favorite. But for now, yeah, I'm on the Bucks train. As far as the Lakers go, definitely the age is a concern. Um, well, you know what? First of all, let me back up. Russell Westbrook is a concern. We talked about this uh, many episodes ago. We questioned his fit. I think it's still a valid concern. Uh, if anybody saw his preseason, it was ugly. He had more turnovers than assists, and he only shot 35%. And then the Lakers went 0-6. Um, a lot of people have made... Uh, comparisons to the 2012 Lakers season, which was the year when they signed Steve Nash and Dwight Howard, and then they also went winless in that preseason, and then everybody was like, ah, it doesn't matter, and then they barely made the playoffs and got swept in the first round. So I'm a little <laughs> bit worried, but yeah, like Trevor Rizzo's already out for two months. He's old. LeBron last year missed 26 games because of his ankle thing. Um, Horton Tucker isn't old at all, but he's out. And then Anthony Davis, we know, is made of glass. So I definitely feel like injuries are going to be a concern for them this year. Um, and we still just need to see the chemistry come together. So I'm pretty low on both of them. I think the Bucks should be the betting favorites, not the Nets or the Lakers. Bucks with Grayson Allen now too. Made well, a very likable team a little. Yeah, he looked very good tonight. Uh, did you say you were about to say made a likable team less likable? <laughs> yeah, I was. Say that. <laughs> I thought so. I I think. Classic. Honestly, um, yeah, the Vegas rate, rate uh, odds were determined that like were determined in a world where Kyrie Irving is playing. I think like last year when it was Kyrie and KD, they had like the third best odds or something like that. Now they have the best, obviously with a tr- a triple, a trio this time. But I think I'm kind of assuming that Kyrie is not gonna at least not gonna play a lot of the season, maybe the entire season. Who knows? And the Bucks beat the Nets straight up. I know it was injury marred on the Nets side, but Harden was played fifty three minutes in Game Seven, and he shot five for seventeen. You know, so sure maybe the injury was uh, bothering him, but not not to the point where he couldn't even sit. Right, he played fifty three minutes in an overtime game. I think Giannis too is still getting better. Um, I know this is up for debate. We talked about this last year, but I, I think Giannis is still developing his game and he's got the athleticism at this age still. Um, I'm super skeptical also of the aging Lakers squad. Like this, the team is so LeBron dependent. If he goes down for any stretch, I don't know if the continuity is really going to work. Like we know what a Russell Westbrook led team can do. They're going to be like a fifth or sixth seed, you know? So I, I don't know. I'm pretty skeptical of the Lakers. I also think it's the Bucks. I think there's some dark horses that are pretty interesting out there, but I, I would, uh, if I were a betting man, mm-hmm. Bucks. Yeah, I mean, just speaking to Giannis and developing, like NBA Twitter was going crazy earlier this week. 
because like he had a couple jumpers in preseason two and it, <laughs> like like if that happens then it's just like over for everyone else and, i mean he looked really really good tonight too and then opener he dropped 32 yeah 32 14 and 7 in the opener too and only 31 minutes it's insane so like it, he seems just as good as ever um the whole team looked really good. Pat Connaughton off the bench, twenty points. I love Notre Dame guy too. So, they, I mean, they're they're basically running it back for the most part with like Grayson Allen, also. So, <laughs> Another big like Grayson Allen drop, huh? Yeah, high on Grayson Allen. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was all right tonight. I don't like him as a person, but <laughs> I I actually totally understand the rationale behind putting the Nets as a betting favorite. Um, if you think about just top end talent <clears throat> and take Kyrie out of the picture, cause I, I wouldn't really bet on him if I were to bet and I were to pick the nets anyway, I wouldn't pick because I thought Kyrie was going to come back at any point this season. Okay. If you just think about high end talent between James Harden and Kevin Durant, they're two of the te- two of the top, let's say 10 best players in the, in the NBA right now. And one of their biggest problems last year was they hardly played any minutes on the floor together outside of mm-hmm. you know some of the playoff time. If putting Kyrie to the side was the, was the right move because now you don't have to worry about him playing just away games, him playing him messing up the rotations, him messing up chemistry. You tell James Harden that he's going to run the point and you just get him ready for that role and he and Kevin Durant just play off of each other for 65 to 72 games during the year and I would bet that they they finished a lot better than they did last year in the playoffs. In fact, they almost, of course, they were a big toe away from maybe making the finals against what would have been the Hawks. Um, so, you know, it's it's not completely Kyrie or not out of the picture that the Nets still win. I, I'm going to I'm gonna back up the Bucks here as well. <laughs> I believe Giannis right now is the best player in the NBA. And oh, okay. as long as a team has the best player in the NBA... You have to look at them as the favorites. Can I bank on Chris Middleton playing as well as he did? I don't know. Can I bank on Drew Holiday playing as well as he did? I don't know. But can I bank on Giannis still still put up 35? I probably could. And I think that somewhere in the playoffs between the finals and the Brooklyn Nets series, he found his his spot on the floor. He found his rhythm as an NBA player, and I think he really came into his own. And I think and I liked when he moved away from the three point shot. Because then he just became just an all better, more efficient player. So if as long as he continues that into this year, like I said, I think he's the best player in the NBA. I, you have to bank on them winning. Yeah, but the the fascinating thing about it is that I think most people would say if, if Giannis isn't their best in the league right now, it's Durant, and Durant also yeah. is like capable of giving you thirty five a night, and he's equally as efficient if not more so so the argument goes but, both ways but the argument for for durant was not in the in the nets was not that durant couldn't score outscore um Giannis. they lost because he was the only one scoring against Giannis in in the uh, finals or the excuse me the playoffs and if they just add some more chemistry or they knew how to play off of each other better maybe the game goes a little bit differently because the bucks certainly did know how to play off of each other Well, Jared alluded to it earlier, um, but if it's not the Bucks or the Nets or the Lakers, who are some of our dark horses to win the NBA title this year? Okay, so I want to go into a little bit on some odds history that I was looking at. They, so the Vegas, you know, they're called the wise guys for a reason. You know, they do get a lot of stuff right, not going to lie. Um, but one thing I thought was interesting is 
So here, let me let me ask you guys actually dating back to the nineteen eighty four to eighty five season. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Going all the way back. I like it. No, no. The champions with the longest preseason odds. So the team that eventually won and had the longest preseason odds. What team do you think it was? Oh, that's a good question. Was it also the team that was the lowest seed, the, like the ninety two Rockets or whatever? No. Oh. Um, was it the Bucks last year? No, they had like the third best odds. They weren't that far off. Oh, how many? How many? Um, how many guesses do we get? <laughs> Until I get bored. Unlimited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it like <laughs> the O3... page out? Let's go. Like the O three O four Pistons? Nope. Um, it's actually pretty recent. It was the. I'm just gonna give you the answer. It was the 2014-15 Golden State Warriors. No. They had a plus twenty eight hundred odds, meaning that a bet of a hundred dollars would have made you two thousand eight hundred dollars. Um, they were the longest in terms of like the actual number, and also I believe in terms of like number of teams in front of them. They were they had like the um, what was it eighth best odds that year. So basically, going off of Vegas's knowledge this year, the teams that realistically have a shot are the Nets, Lakers, Bucks, Warriors, Jazz. Suns, 76ers, Clippers, Nuggets, and Mavericks. I like the Mavericks pick. I think just with Luka Doncic being that, such a wild card, you never know. Like, they went seven rounds. They can go seven rounds, I think, with almost any team. It's about finishing a series now. And obviously, we've only seen two series from Luka, both against the same team. But I think when you have him, uh, it is going to go... I think he's a wild card, and I would be comfortable taking him in any series, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, once they get to the Nets, maybe, that'd be kind of tough. But in the West, like I said, I'm skeptical of the Lakers. I, I don't really know. And same with the Warriors. Who knows Who knows what they're going to look like? They have the fourth best odds right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty... The West is exciting, I think. More exciting than the East. Yeah. No, I think the East is going to be pretty similar to last year, in which it's the Nets, Bucks, and Sixers. And I think the Sixers are going to be a third of those three this year, where they were the first of the three last year i think the hawks might be somewhat interesting again and make some noise but i think there's essentially just three teams in the east and really just two if we're being honest with the whole benson sabacle but i like the warriors a lot i think there's like fun last dance energy there like clay's coming back yeah they're like sort of this might be their last real chance to make a run at it and i could see them sort of pulling together a nice run as well i wouldn't again call them favorites but i think their team to watch you know yeah one thing, this is another history thing. One thing I thought was funny, not history really, but the 1920 season when the Lakers won it, the Clippers were the preseason favorites, and that seems laughable today. Does that not? Oh, that's crazy. The 2019-20, the 2019 to 2020 <laughs> yeah. season. I, I, mean, I made the same mistake, Aiden. I thought the, ni- like the 1920 season. No, 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 no. Sorry. I meant 2019 to 2020. The Clippers were the favorites that year, which I think is really funny. Based off yeah, what ended up crazy. happening, I don't that know. Yeah. Pandemic year, it's hard yeah, to exactly. <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. Most, yeah. most of the time, the winners a, are like pandemic year. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> most of the time, the winners are like the first or third, first, second, or third best odds. So mm-hmm. it's not always that surprising, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We'll As see. I've said time and time again, bring me a one-game playoff series in the NBA. Oh my that's god, what, that's what we need. It'd be fun. March Madness. Exactly. Um, one more team I just want to shout out quickly. I can't. I can't ever help myself. The Nuggets. 
Jokic was the MVP last year. Murray was hurt for the playoffs. We don't know what would have happened. Michael Porter Jr. might be the next big thing. <laughs> Keep them on your radar. Just saying. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Um, but from predictions about the NBA, we're going to bring back this segment we've had all NFL season. We're going to make our Thursday night football picks. The Browns are taking on the Broncos. We're just going to go through one by one and each shout out our picks. So, Aiden, how about you start us off? Uh, Browns 28-13. Last week I bet on the underdog, the Eagles. Um, confession, Lucas made me do it. Put a camera <laughs> on my head. Made me do it. Um, anyway, uh, I said, so I got to go with the, the favorite this week. And I said a few weeks ago that Vic Fangio would, would be the first coach fired this season. Since then, they've lost their last two games. Um, the slide will continue. Oh, no. Teddy Bridgewater has been faltering. Um, he's finally had like non Jets Jaguars defenses. Which, yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it's hard. Uh-huh. Um, so, <laughs> I th- yeah, and he, he did, you know, have a concussion. So, so you know, I hope Teddy's doing okay, but still, he hasn't looked great. And I don't think the Broncos are that good. I think they're going to get buried in their division eventually. Um, and I think the Browns, who, yeah, have been a bit unimpressive the last few games, I think they bounce back. Um, and I think their pass rush will be too much uh, for the Broncos. You know? Yeah. Bart, what do you think? Uh, I think if the Browns were fully healthy, I would be picking them by a lot more. But Chubb and Hunt are both out. Possibly OBJ and Jarvis Landry are also both out. So the offense might be anemic. I'm only saying 21-14, my closest pick of the season so far. But I still think the Browns take it home. Their losses, the past two losses were against really good teams. I'm not super worried about it. Wyatt? I'm going to follow a very similar score. I'm going to go 23-17 for a lot of the reasons that Bart said. If the Browns were healthy, of course, it would be a landslide. But with Chubb and Hunt gone, OBJ and Landry possibly gone, I think uh, it's going to be a pretty big defensive game. The the Broncos have a great defense. The Browns have some good pieces on defense. I think it's going to be a lot of run, and it's going to be a very slow game. So 23-17. Okay. I think this is going to be the ugliest game of the season. Browns are at home, but... Both quarterbacks are either either going to not play or are going to be playing severely hurt. Uh, obviously, like Baker, I think somebody mentioned, has the torn labrum, completely torn labrum now. Yeah. And Bridgewater has a foot injury. Apparently, he's been hobbling to press conferences. So I, I, I don't know if they're going to shoot him up with some major painkillers or if that's not kosher anymore. I'm not sure. But um, the Browns, like, you know, they have their hurt running backs, two starting tackles that didn't practice um, as well. That might be out for the game. I think it's going to be a super ugly game. 17 to 10 Browns. Yeah, I mean, my logic was the same as most people in here is too. The Broncos, I don't think, are very good. The Browns are super beat up. Um, I think it's also going to be a very ugly game. I say Browns 23 21. Oh, okay. We'll be close, though. We'll Lo- be close. Love the weeks where we're either all right or all wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've, we've pretty is much it? said the same thing every week except for the Eagles game and the Giants game. I think other than that, we've said the same yeah. thing. Only one person's undefeated, though, right? Yeah, but, I think it's Aiden, but, I want to say. No, no, Bart. No, it's no, Bart. Picked the Eagles last yeah, it's Bart. It's, Aw, boo. Yeah. I think everybody else is four and one, though. Everybody else has been wrong once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that wraps up our you know, our sports talk about things going on at the moment. Um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is our hundredth episode. So we're going to take the last half of the show and just reflect on the journey it's been. Um, and we're going to start with you, Jared. We've had a crazy journey to get to a hundred episodes. There's been a pandemic season in between. And I'm asking <laughs> you to just take us through a brief history of the youth Thought sports podcast. 
Yeah, so the it all began, it actually began, for those that don't know, with a, a WordPress blog where we would do a couple articles and on just like on random, random uh, opinions actually on like anything from politics, music. Uh, we had like one film article, one business article from Friend of the Pod, <laughs> Brian, on investing, which was funny. But mostly I, it, we just kind of wanted to talk about sports, right? Um, we did like a group just like type discussion uh, and an article like in a Google Doc about like where LeBron James was going to go. And then that I think eventually somebody suggested like we should just do this as a podcast. So Lucas and I first did it. First episode released on November 24th, 2019 after a Notre Dame win over Boston College. That's the very first topic ever discussed on the Youth Thought Sports <laughs> podcast. And I think I probably mentioned this in the episode 50, but right, my right. audio was literally recorded uh, through Lucas's computer speakers, which I think is hilarious. We didn't quite figure out the the separate audio thing yet. Quote of the episode, by the way, this is right at the start, is uh, Lucas Lucas was really high on Notre Dame on this episode. He said, Ian Book has been a revelation at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. And just how upbeat Lucas was on the on Notre Dame too, which normally it's me and Lucas is the pessimist, but I think we're actually switching roles. Uh, which I think is funny. Third episode, Aiden joined the crew. We talked about my favorite topic, why a four-team playoff is the right number. Um, (laughs) The intro mentioned, by the way, that we got our name, or we shared our name with a trivia team that we used for an O'Rourke's trivia night. Apparently our team name was You Thought Sports or something. I don't remember. No, we, we literally put in the URL, I think. Okay. <laughs> we did this for like multiple consecutive oh, yeah. weeks. So okay, good. Year of college, we like to try and like jokingly like get interest for the blog. Our, <laughs> yeah, it was our like thought sport dot like dot WordPress dot, WordPress dot, dot yeah exactly. To, to listeners who don't know, it was funny. Yeah, funny <laughs> because the host exactly. had to read it out you every time. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You just had to be there. And we talked about funny bowl names, which I'm pretty sure is a topic we've discussed maybe like three times on the show. But that it was, I like but going back to that one. We've never revisited the 14 playoff, or you know, whether yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a topic we have yeah yet to cover. Anyway. Speaking of four, the fourth episode was the infamous predict every bowl. Okay, <laughs> that went like an hour and like five minutes or something like that, which was pretty funny. I think Aiden, I didn't go back and look, but I think Aiden was the one that ended up, it was really close too. Like Aiden only won by like one game. He was the one that had the most predictions, right? Uh, Seventh episode, Bart joins the crew. That was our first episode of 2020 as well. And then the eighth episode, Wyatt joined and we started uh, doing time limits that episode actually, (laughs) which was, have since been abandoned. Maybe you've noticed on the show, but we, we used to do time limits for every segment like five minutes too and um that that did not live quickly i'm pretty sure Wyatt was also the one that ended that he just made an outline with no time limits and then we just kind of went with that so he was correct in doing that so thank you Wyatt. yeah he was he was correct good <laughs> yeah, addition um so then obviously the pandemic happened and we went a long time with no lives like no like a major american sport so it's the 17th episode discussion nba season suspended one of the questions i think was kind of funny could this lead to a shortened season going forward 
Little did we know <laughs> what, what was going to happen, which I think is pretty funny. It was a different time. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Uh, other things that we mentioned that episode, bandwagons. Wyatt started crapping on the Los Angeles Rams logo and calling it a logistics company, um, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Aiden talked about real estate market watches. I'm not sure who that was referring to. Maybe it was Matt Stafford. Matt but Stafford. I remember that was, yeah. yeah. I think it was that and Tom Brady. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. it, it might have been Tom Brady because that happened around the same time. Yeah, yeah, I put in a bid um, for both those houses. <laughs> <laughs> it was competitive Any... the housing market last year. I didn't get it, so tough. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I thought you were living in both of them, like splitting time <laughs> now between yeah, just Detroit and Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we went from episode seventeen to episode thirty six. So that's I think that's twenty episodes counting counting seventeen and thirty six, <laughs> with no like major American live sports in between. We we discussed Bundesliga a little bit. The last dance a little bit, but other than that, it was the MLB coming back and the NBA scrimmages happening around the same time, which I thought I think, was pretty funny. I think but, we also did what was my favorite episode. Uh, top, it was top three or top five uh, stadium best foods. stadium foods. Yes, and that was Lucas, really good. And Lucas only picked foods that he could take a souvenir home with. Whether it was a cup, it was a soda cup, it was like a baseball uh, hat for ice cream or something like that. He only took stuff. That he could take something home with, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, if you, I was listening back to some old episodes during the week, and the ones we laugh most during are that one, and then our most listened to ever episode, which we'll get to when I do some stats. Okay, just fine. Yeah, for listeners, if you've ever been in one of Lucas's room, it's just filled to the brim with like those like stadium ice cream cups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, overflowing. Anyway. Yeah, let's um. And then after that, in terms of history, it's kind of just, it's taken off from there. But um, I do want to go through some bookets that have been confirmed and, and debunked. Um, let's start with Lucas's. Lucas and Wyatt by far make the most predictions, which I think is funny too. Um, so in terms of Lucas, let's see here. You were two and three from what I can see. You still have a lot that like um, might happen. TBD. So we'll see. Yeah, TBD. <laughs> Uh, my favorite TBD one is Notre Dame will win a title by 2026. That's uh, we're gonna. Oh my that's god! The long play. Um, Can I go back on that one? <laughs> that, that was based on the recruiting. It's, it's written in written in digital ink. So yeah, it's, I guess. No. yeah it's fair. Um, so the 65th episode. This is way back February of 2021. You said the Utah Jazz were gonna make the Western Conference Finals, which was a good pick. They ended up not making it though, so that one's in the red. Um, that was also, also like our first Instagram post. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, well. yeah, that was one of our first yeah. ones. And mm-hmm. then um, you also said the seven seed would be the Hornets and the eight seed would be the Knicks after the play-in tournament, which ended up being like pretty far off because the Knicks were like fourth or fifth, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I know that one was wrong. And then the Hornets, did they? I don't think they even made it, did they? <laughs> no. Yeah. So. So I don't think they did. It was the Wizards. Yeah. yeah, and then the your other your last wrong one. You said the seven and eight seed in the West would be the Spurs and Warriors after the play-in tournament. So the Warriors got close, but the Spurs unfortunately did not. You, uh, this was a good one though. You said the Lakers will not make it into the second round of the playoffs, and that was correct. Episode seventy-seven. I'm not sure what date that was, but that was pretty good. And then another good book. It you said Clemson would beat or Georgia would beat Clemson week one of the season. I think that was the week of that you made that prediction, but obviously that one was right too. So not bad for making for sports predictions, two and three, not bad. 
yeah. I'm not sure why it fared much better. Let, let me look here. Okay, so this one's way back. One of your solo shows, you said the rookie of the year would not be a quarterback in the 2020 season. Obviously, it was. It was Justin. No, Herbert that was that a year, that so. was a great pick. That should have been Justin <laughs> Jefferson. I'm Justin with Jefferson you. Did have a good yeah. good uh-huh. year, but. Yeah. Okay, here's yeah, here's another one uh, that I forgot to mention. You said Chase Young would be ranked higher than Joey Bosa in the NFL top 100. That was wrong. Joey Bosa was Chase Young was in like the like the 60s or something. Joe Bosa Joey Bosa was pretty high up. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix Suns will be a top five seed in the West. Episode 52, correct. You said specifically fourth, but I'm still gonna give it to you before the top five seed in the West. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Um, you said LaMelo Ball would not win the Rookie of the Year. It would be Anthony Wedbert, Edwards or Obi Toppin. Obviously, it was LaMelo, so that was episode 57. Um, Anthony Edwards, with you again, Wyatt. No yeah. bias. <laughs> Wyatt is biased for Minnesota athletes. Yeah. Well, no, no. Minnesota. <laughs> um, let's see here. The 7-8 and eight season in the West after the play-in tournament would be the Grizzlies and Warriors. That was episode 73, so that was wrong. That was the same episode that Lucas made his prediction. That was wrong. Um, let's see here. Here's some that are TBD that probably aren't going to happen. New York Giants will win the NFC East in the 2021-22 season. Good luck on it's that. It's not over. It's not over. Good luck on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, so wait, tangentially, I'm getting a little bit nervous about us having to buy Jared tickets. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, we're, wait for that. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait for that. And gonna, the Bills are going to get further in the season than the Nets. Meaning the Nets will lose in the second round and the Bills will make the AFC Championship. That's an interesting one. I think you made. I think that was the, the Bills. And the yes, Nets. the Bills. Yes, because like, they're in their respective leagues. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind <laughs> of okay. Sorry, it was true last year. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. The Chicago Bills are going to be a top four seed in the East, according to Wyatt. Um. Yeah, and that's so that's all of them basically that have been all of them. You were one in three, which happens when you make a lot of predictions. See, Aiden does not make that many predictions, and therefore he's two and oh. He said he said that the Warriors would not make the playoffs this season, which I'm counting because the, I do not count the play in tournament. I'm sorry. Correctly. The Warriors do not make the playoffs. That was episode 58. So that was a while ago, too. So um, pretty good. And then you also said the Phoenix Suns would make the Western Conference Finals back in our January 13th episode. So that's wow. that's pretty good mm-hmm. of 2020. So, yeah, that's that's very yeah. good, actually. My buckets come every six months or so, so everyone get ready. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. <laughs> Your other You're ones are looking there. fantastic, too. You said Colts will finish above 500, Steelers yeah. will finish below 500, and Trevor Lawrence will not finish in the top three of the MVP or of uh, – not MVP. That should be rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Dude, yeah. Who is going to win rookie of the year for offensive? Trey Lance. Jamar Chase. Uh, yeah. Jamar, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, this, this might be your year, uh, Wyatt. Yeah. For, uh, it should have been last year, man. It should have been. So 2-0 no for Aiden. Stars, so it, was, it was next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you missed Wyatt was, like, morally right on that one. So I didn't have to give it to it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, okay. I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good about it. He broke the record. Yeah, give me a Give me a I uh, I was zero and three. I don't have anything right in my book. <laughs> a lot of them are Texas and Dallas Cowboys related, by the way, which I think is funny. Um, I said the Blazers would hire Mark Jackson as their next head coach. Wrong. <laughs> my one of my worst ones. The only game that North Carolina loses this season is to Notre Dame, 
dead wrong on that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> and then I also said Texas would beat Oklahoma during the Red River rivalry game- week. That was wrong. That was almost right, though. Almost, it should have been. And then Texas, <laughs> I also said Texas will play in the Big 12 championship game this year. That's not looking very good at all anymore. So there could be a lot of wrong ones on that. So I'm 0-3 on confirmed ones that are wrong. And Bart is 1-0. He only has three predictions so <laughs> that we have not gone over. The Philadelphia 76ers will finish as the number one seed in the East. Nets will be second. That was the 73rd episode. So I think that that must have been the 73rd episode must have been uh I'm it was not sure. like NBA mid-season predictions, I think. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, that's um Those are those episodes. The the book it to end all bookets though that Lucas alluded to. <laughs> uh we we the, let me remind the viewers about a parlay bet/bucket we made on the 68th episode. Released on March 13th, called "Call Me by Your Nickname." If you want to go look at, look at it again, Wyatt is going to wear a Dak okay, Prescott I'm, jersey for me. I'm good. You say you're, I'm going to change my bet, but you say it. No, no, Wyatt. No, is I'm, no, no, no. I'm going to. Go ahead. Wyatt is going to wear a Dak Prescott jersey for a month straight, and Lucas is buying me a Cowboys game ticket if the Dallas Cowboys lead the league in points per game and win the NFC East by two games or more. Currently, the Cowboys are leading the league not only in points per game, but yards per game, and they are three games ahead in the NFC East. So I might be going to Dallas. Jared, Jared, I'm going to change my bet and just say I'm going to buy you a jersey. Okay, that's fair. Because you'd rather not have the shame. No, I just like I, I said it because I didn't think it was gonna happen. There's no way I could get away with wearing a Dak Prescott, like going to work and stuff. I just can't, yeah. I can't. Get away with that. Why the stipulation was wear- not that I don't think you have to wear it all day. You just have to wear it at least like yeah, you, know, for, yeah. You, know. you have to wear it at least just, once just and take a picture. Wear, wear yeah, it and then after a month, you can give Jared a lightly used Dak Prescott. There you go. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, birthday gift. So you have to buy it in my size too. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. So that's going to conclude we can, it. Conclude we can make a weekend it. out of it, Jared. It'll be fun. <laughs> it, it, it will be fun. Ryan lives there. And it'll be great. Yeah. So, um, I don't, what, what are not included. Six though. or seven weeks in the NFL season. We got time. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a given at all that the Cowboys remain the best offense. Yeah, Mike McCarthy is still the head coach. The NFC East game for sure. But, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, thank you, Jared, for that history. Um, we're going to move into some stats. We got the history. Now we're going to get down to the numbers. Um, I've gone through our top five countries, our top five cities, our top five episodes, and our top five SoundCloud user listeners. Mm. So we'll play a little game. Does anybody want to guess what our top five countries with most listens are? USA, UK, not, not the, the UK. UK. Canada. Not Canada. Germany. Germany. Germany's third. Okay. No, Germany's fourth. Okay. Oh, God. Indonesia? <laughs> no. We do have listeners in Indonesia, though. Thailand. Okay. Australia. Thailand. Not Ireland. Thailand. Ireland's up there. Pretty, Ireland. Yes, yeah, Ireland's too. Like a random okay. Spot. Yeah. So, U.S. has one. Ireland's two. Yeah. Germany's fourth. We have people with connections to three and five. Ge- oh, no. We said Okay. No, close. Number five is related to where somebody is going presumably last night korea korea south korea south korea is five. Oh wow and then okay. third oh, it's man. it's in europe poland oh, it down 
<laughs> Not Poland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's um, in Western Europe. It's not an island. Um, France. It is north of France. Holland? Scotland? It is south of Holland. Belgium. Belgium. (laughs) It's sandwiched right in between those two countries. There we go. So USA is number one, has 92.6% of all our listeners. Love our home country. Um, Ireland is second, 1.7% of all listeners. Belgium is third, 1.1% of all listeners. Germany, fourth. 0.5% 0.5% of all listeners in South Korea, 5th, 0.4% of all of Okay, so that's a pretty steep drop-off. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I thought we had, like, <laughs> a huge presence in... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 92% are from the U.S., so, yeah. Um, yeah, but... Makes sense. We do have a global presence. We have listeners from a lot of countries. Anybody want to take a guess? How many countries? 40. Pretty close. Is that is it high or low? Oh, you're it's not going to say. Okay. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit higher. 43. 49. So we've listened to 49 oh, okay. countries with places far away as Iceland, Indonesia, Azerbaijan, Syria, wow. Kenya, Syria, Guyana. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, we've global reach. Um, we really do. We love all our The You Thought Sports there. podcast knows no borders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to bring world peace. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? That might be under his project. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Episode 101. World peace. world peace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, top five cities with most listeners. We won't play games for all this. But does anybody know the top city? Vancouver, Washington. No. Portland, Oregon. Minneapolis. No. Oh. No. It's a city where nobody here lives. What? Cleveland. An- Anchorage. <laughs> it is Columbus, Ohio. So, oh. so Ohio State. Um, it must be all those Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. <laughs> um, Columbus is number one. Uh, Philadelphia is number two. Portland is number three. Vancouver is four. And LA is five. Gotcha. So, yeah. Top five cities. Um, our most listened to episodes. Do you want to go one through five or five through one? Five, five through one. Episode five is Intro to Formula One, British Grand Prix. Oh. Um, in which Jared and I discuss Lewis Hamilton winning the 2020 British Grand Prix, um, Pierre Gasly's future at AlphaTauri, you know, some exciting stuff. This was in the middle of the pandemic when there wasn't much going on <laughs> yeah. at this point, so attracted a crowd there. There were a bunch tied for six, just to mention, our College Football Super League, Hot takes only round two. Mississippi State's air raid, where I predicted that Mississippi State would win the SEC last year, um, and the um, NFL dark horse MVP. So we there are okay. set five episodes all tied for six, or four episodes all tied for six. Uh, fourth is a solo show I did, um, oh. which is surprising. Um, it's it's when the Bundesliga first came back. I did a solo show about it, and it was literally the first sports thing that had happened in like three or four months. Mm. Probably played into it. Uh, third is the NBA draft lottery and baseball's unwritten rules. Um, really? We discuss, yeah. We discussed baseball's <laughs> unwritten rules after the San Diego Padres Fernando Tatis hit a grand slam on a three zero count when his team was up big against the Rangers. We discussed how dumb unwritten rules were in that context. And was that the origin of Wyatt claiming that he would fight somebody? <laughs> was that that one? It might, it might have been. Um, I don't know. 
<laughs> it was Jose Altuve. The Astros. Yeah, it was Altuve. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Was that when the? Is that when I said that? Man. No, I think there's an episode called "I Will Fight Him with My Bare Hands." Yeah. Like <laughs> good episode name. Um, and the and the draft lottery, so obviously, yes, as somebody who writes them all, that was, <laughs> that was up there. Um, and the 2020 draft lottery, where the Timberwolves got the number one overall pick, which they would later use to select Anthony Edwards. Uh, number two is Bummer Sooner, um, <laughs> which was we discussed among other things. Um, Oklahoma underperforming expectations, a classic topic, um, and whether LSU's 2019 success, it was the beginning of the 2020 season, um, whether LSU's success was more due to Joe Burrow or Coach O the previous year, as Coach O has just been fired, it seems there's a pretty obvious answer to that question now, (laughs) in retrospect. Um, And our most listened to episode is Call Me By Your Nickname. Um, uh, that's the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys parlay too. <laughs> no, it's 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 an iconic episode. Mm-hmm. There's the the infamous Cowboys bet. Um, we spent most of it going through the best and worst sports nicknames, and that's the one where I think I've heard us laugh like louder than at any other point. Um, there's a classic Shaq, the Big Aristotle um, one. <laughs> I remember. Um, we also discussed Lamelo Ball's emergence for the Charlotte Hornets, and. This episode was also released the same week as Lil Nas X's song, Call Me By Your Name. So I think there might have been some crossover (laughs) (laughs) in people searching for one and coming to the other. Because it is like our most listened to episode by like like 80%. Like it's like leaps and bounds. But how do you mistake a song for a podcast episode? (laughs) I don't know. Like even in the search results, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's... Our, our top episode, Call Me By Your Nickname. So wait, Whack, Whack Prescott got dropped out of the top five? <laughs> That's really disappointing. Yeah, Wasn't it like number lot. two for a while? I thought, I was, it was. It's, I was pretty it's proud a, of that. That's a really old episode too, right? It is an old episode. Yeah. I was Hold on, I can, I'll pull up the stats. <laughs> yeah, that um, might be our best name still. Yeah, I think Whack Prescott is, is, is probably <laughs> the best name. Sure. <laughs> um, it's going to be Whack when he wins the MVP this year too. He's yeah, not so winning. Sit- <laughs> <laughs> I'll book that. He's back, Prescott. We can call that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. But yeah, after so British Grand Prix is five, then hot takes only round two, Drew Locke for MVP, uh College Football Super League, is Baker Mayfield the worst AFC North quarterback? Uh Mississippi State's air raid. Um Duke's Mayo and Idaho Potatoes picking every twenty twenty bowl game. Um when we did our first people's court on the NFL CBA. Oh. Uh, that one's and then after that is Trash and Trevor. Um presumably something to do with Trevor Lawrence. Um after that is Wyatt's Big Break, which I think was our first ever solo show. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Um and then Sleeping on Trask, Hot Takes Only Round One, and then yeah, we don't have to go through all of them, but Go through all the other ninety nine episodes and write them. <laughs> <laughs> Whack Prescott is currently the 48th most listened to episode. Okay, oh, we're wow. climbing now. We're climbing. Wow, that is yeah. a fall from grace. That's a good one. Wow. It's a fall from grace. Yeah. But last thing is our top, our users with the most listens on SoundCloud. Most of our listens come from Apple Podcasts and Spotify where you can't see like the names of unique users there, but you can on SoundCloud specific listens. So our top SoundCloud listener is Nathalie 
with spaces between every letter and a star emoji at the end. So it's like N <laughs> space A space T space all the way through. Uh, number two is Bosdenadors. It's B capital B lowercase O capital Z lowercase Z uppercase D one <laughs> lowercase N T capital O R lowercase Z. So okay, <laughs> no, spell that back, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, three is Supreme Slime. Um, okay. Good name. <laughs> Intriguing name. I have questions. <laughs> Four is the JK podcast. Okay. Oh, another podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know what they talk about in the JK podcast, but they talk about stuff. And then five is T.O. Crazy. <laughs> okay. Wow, these are some great names. Lucas, you okay? Oh my gosh. No. So, no. With that, before I die, um, Jared, you have some clips from listeners uh, talking about our bad takes or good takes. Uh, so, you're going to play them and we'll react. Uh, yes. What's up, guys? It's Vinny Carone calling from the good old Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, calling it with my worst take. It's not a like look back at it a few months after and say, wow, that was really bad. Kind of like Notre Dame's going to go undefeated. Um, but it is something that I want to pick a bone with. And I think is a little ridiculous. And the take that I'm looking at is I forget who said it, but somebody said that Joe Girardi needs to be on the hot seat because of the bullpen. Um, I think it's a little bit insane to say that Joe Girardi strictly because of the Phillies inefficiencies in the bullpen should be on the hot seat. Um, Phil's got other issues. Maybe Joe Girardi made some other mistakes, but the bullpen is a little bit out of his control to an extent. He's not the pitching coach. Um, he really doesn't have a say in how they're getting developed. And I really think that problem stems from management and player development and not from Joe Girardi and how he decides to use his players out of the bullpen. They threw a hundred more innings than one of the best bullpens in the MLB, which was the, um, which was the San Francisco Giants. And I don't think he's sending them out there more because they're good. He's sending them out there because their pitching staff as a whole is bad. They had, like, two good starting pitchers, um, and even they were, like, just, like, average. Like, I won't be a little above I won't be average. Um, like, with high two ERAs, they weren't doing anything stellar, and they had, like, one or two good bullpen arms. So they really only had four good pitchers. Everybody else was, like, easily above three, five, easily above four. Um, and so Joe Girardi really is just picking at straws trying to figure out who he's throwing in there and nobody he had was really a good option so to say that joe girardi should be on the hot seat strictly because of his decision making with the bullpen i think is ridiculous because <laughs> it's not his problem to solve it's management's problem to solve um they spent a ton of money on bryce harper they spent a ton of money on bats um but they really haven't spent enough money on pitching outside of maybe like one or two guys and hopefully if you're a phillies fan they get that figured out and they bring some more pitching in, but it really wasn't Joe Girardi's problem to solve. It's management's problem to solve and player development's problem to solve. And maybe in a couple of years they figure it out. But my worst take is Joe Girardi should be on the hot seat strictly because of the performance of the bullpen. That's not his performance. That's the player's performance. And that's something that somebody else needs to figure out, not just Joe Girardi. Ooh. Aiden, defend yourself. Vinny and I can take this offline um, outside. <laughs> 
but come on. Managers get fired all the time for things that aren't their fault. Like, in baseball, the manager barely does anything except, you know, call some pitches, you know, decide who to put in and motivate their team and whatnot. Like, <laughs> a lot of decisions are made by upper management, by the analytics team and whatnot, and the manager's head is on the plate a lot of times. And for a Phillies team that was underperformed, and as you pointed out, they're, they're paying a lot of guys a lot of money. Real Muto, Harper, etc. <clears throat> They've got talent, and they underperformed. The manager, and a lot of that was due to the bullpen. The manager often goes in that case. It just, it does. They went 82 and 80. They were disappointing. Yeah. Good response. We'll see what Vinny thinks about that in the comments on Instagram (laughs) or wherever, wherever he comments. So appreciate it though, Vinny. Thank you. And then I got our second one from another loyal listener of the podcast. Take a listen. Hey guys, Alexander calling in from Portland. Love the show. Um, my favorite hot take of recent episodes has been Wyatt's NFL prediction about the Detroit Lions. It's really fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> always, always keeps me guessing. Uh, maybe next year. Thanks. Wyatt, respond to your D- Detroit Lions being second in the NFC North. Uh, you know what? They play hard, and they've been playing really hard so far this season. I think that I can see it coming together. Uh, start the way we started is not what I wanted it to start. Hard. I expected it, but I thought it was a good pick, and I think it's going to be another <laughs> one of those like they they won by they've they've lost some close games, so it's not exactly outlandish yeah. to say that they they're, they're not getting completely blown out. Uh, but yeah, it looks like a terrible pick at the moment. I'll always come to wise defense over the Lions. They lost. They've been unlucky. They lost on the longest field goal in the NFL history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about it. They, lost, they just keep losing on field goals too. They'd have the yeah, best win know. potentially if they beat the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Alright. Well, we're gonna finish up our hundredth episode celebration by giving out some superlatives. You maybe did these in high school. We go around, uh, and we're gonna say um what each person is most likely to do on the show in the future. I don't know, in life in general. Um <laughs> and <laughs> Don't get too personal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jared, you're up first, and I'm I'm handing out your superlatives. So I'll start it off uh, with Jared. I have two, a joking and a serious one. The first one is I think Jared is the most likely to hold a grudge because he feels someone has personally wronged him or a team he likes has personally wronged him. Um, It's the forefront of my mind because, um, you know, when Cincinnati beat Notre Dame a couple weekends ago, Jared was... Very anti-Cincinnati, very anti-that hype brain. And I feel like this happens all the time with Georgia, <laughs> with other teams that beat Notre Dame. He just doesn't like them. Um, so that's my first superlative. My second one is person most likely to put the whole team on his back and make this podcast happen. He edits it every single week, and that is absolutely a labor of love. We all do lots of other things. Why well, it's great with social media. We all contribute to the outlines and... You know, everything like that. But, Jared, the editing alone is reason for congratulations. I applaud. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Why you're next up. What's my superlative? Well, Jared kind of alluded to it earlier when we were going over our records. (laughs) And uh, you and I both are very book it heavy. So I made you most likely to book it. Anytime you book something, I feel like I'm more likely to book something. And 
I knew that I booked a lot, so I was like, you know what, Lucas is like the other guy who I just kind of Yeah. I, I ride I write a lot of your takes and um you know, you and I I think kind of go down together <laughs> when it comes to booking. Yes. So every time, <laughs> every time sure. if something's on the line, especially if Jared's really pushing the buttons, it's like, you know what? I'm gonna double down on this. <laughs> you you do, gonna, yeah. And I'm just gonna book this and guarantee that this is gonna happen. And I think you and I are both very similar in that, so I gave I'm giving you most likely to book it. I love it. So, Jared, what's Bart Superlative? Bart Superlative is most likely to cite a stat that I have never heard, but one that is relevant. No, not in a a bad way. I know, like, for a fact, Bart likes to use PFF stats all the time, and he he always has very well-researched openings if he's going to open the segment where mine are emotion first and then find some numbers to back that up. Um... (laughs) And uh, I, I think like one thing in particular was talking about the rookie quarterbacks and how none of them have like great O line situ- situations in front of them, and that's like that's are, those are the kind of perspectives that like I don't think of uh, some some sort of PFF stat there. So that's that's what I that was the first thing I thought of, and most likely to cite a stat I've never heard. <laughs> Pride myself on you know pouring through crazy numbers of things. <laughs> No, thank you, Dwight. Or thank you, Jared. I appreciate it. All right, Aiden, what's why it's superlative? <laughs> um, most likely to get us that lucrative Columbus, Ohio market, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. For real, Wyatt's the most likely to get a quotable, a nice soundbite for the episode. Wyatt, mm. I feel like like me and some of the rest of us will you know, be very conservative in some of our takes and whatnot. Wyatt really goes for the throat. And I respect that. He's bold with it. He calls stuff like it is. And mm. he, he gets that, that clip that's getting played on SportsCenter when eventually they're like, you know, what did what did the You Thought Sport podcast say about it? What did the You Thought Sport <laughs> podcast say about Dak this week? Um, they're going to go and get, get Wyatt's soundbite tearing apart Jared. Um, though maybe maybe not this season on Dak. Um, but anyway. Yeah. I'm so, not going to lie. I make takes with the thought in my mind that like, you know, like the they'll do montages where like Dak Prescott will post a video, or whatever about like they doubted me. <laughs> I put ice, I, I say takes in, in, in mind that like Dak Prescott will play a take that I made at the start of his like I'm back video. You know, like the, or, like the videos, that kind of stuff. That's how I. Make oh takes. man, I love that. Hopefully, Dak's listening. I hope he is. Yeah. Hope he is. Can we comment on the next few tweets? Like, Dak, you'll love this. Yes. And maybe he'll see it. And they're totally yeah. they're totally my real opinions, but I just I'm like I every time I say it, I'm like, you know what, like I feel like I'm digging into this guy and they that's exactly the type of situation I'm gonna end myself up in. Mm-hmm. All right. And Bart, what about for Aiden? Yeah, I feel like this is kind of similar to what Jared was saying, but I feel like Aiden is the least likely I should say, I guess this this is most the most likely to not let bias come into the equation in his responses to things. I think all of the other four of us all have our like favorite teams, and we always like Lucas with Notre Dame and Jared too. Jared with the Cowboys, Wyatt with Ohio State, obviously me with the Vikes and the Timberwolves. We all are always like, ah, they're so great, yada, yada, yada. I feel like Aiden does not do that very much, and he's also really well-researched all the time. 
you can just tell that he's got an even keel on things, whereas we let emotion get into it a little bit more. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I would say Aiden is the best at. Yeah. You just detach yourself when your team suck, you know? You <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it comes with works. being a Jets and a Mets yeah. fan. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, well, we also, I've, I've heard maybe a few minutes ago, I have some bonus superlatives. <laughs> Aiden, Bard, Aiden Bard, would you like to share your bonus superlatives? <laughs> 100th episode no. and we still can't read no. an outline? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> In our defense, it was it is... not clear. Yeah, no, no, that's my bad too. It, it was not clear who was what in that situation. Uh, no, I mean, I can... So I was going to make one joking one that said Jared was the most likely to make me feel inferior about my mic quality. <laughs> there was definitely a time when, first of all, when he texted me and said, like, your your sound quality is not good. <laughs> and also, Believe Jared... Me, Bart, I didn't say it just alone. like that. That. we all live in fear of that text <laughs> yeah i think i have texted everybody at least once and been like hey the audio quality was not good okay, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we can relate and also jared's mic is actually just very nice in and of itself um no but like my actual one that i was going to say was that jared is the most likely to like have a super impassioned response to something <laughs> um like i think to yeah like cowboys discussions like conversations about uh, playoff formats specifically college football playoff format and then the one that i really want to remind people about how could people forget the famous 2021 uh olympics sports debate where he, <laughs> oh my gosh where he insisted that landscaping belongs in the olympics i just remember that being one <laughs> we'll just get right back into it but yeah i just I feel like, We're already an hour and ten minutes. I could go two more. As far as ceilings go, for somebody like being really into the, what they're saying, I think Jared takes the cake on that. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I yeah. like that one. <laughs> for for my bonus ones, I I, I too yeah I got a, a jokey one and kind of a serious one. Um, the serious one was very much in line with your um, analysis of Bart, Jared. It was about like Bart's arguments. I feel like Bart a lot of or anecdotally speaking i feel like there have been a lot of times where he's laid out an argument and then it's just been silence and we're just like okay yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> point made <laughs> point part um i, I still have my nerves about the Derek Henry one yeah <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> yeah still get hurt um, you know <laughs> but for the the slightly less serious one i'd like to call back to another important moment in our history um i'd say bart is the most likely to generate positive inter- interactions with our fans or interactions a lot of times it's with friends of the pod like Vinny or um or whatnot but it takes a special comment to get outside of opinions uh, <laughs> and the most memorable one that i know of is, is when bart here made comments about a certain packers quarterback being a game manager um and let the history books know that this is what propelled aaron Rodgers to his 2020 mvp season yeah um, no. so, so anyway for that for that youtube no. video where bart made this proclamation um we had our, our boy youtube user slick rick uh, <laughs> oh, is it Slick Rick? He used slick to be Synchronized Swimmer. Super Slime Slick Rick. But, you know, is it the real Slick Rick? We can't say for certain, but we, we also can't say it, it isn't. Um, so, a friend of the pod, Slick Rick, um, said... Aaron Rodgers, a game manager, lol, and manager, sorry, a game manager, lol, stop talking football, please. Uh, so to be honest, I've heard Bart, and I don't know about you guys, but I've heard Bart talk a lot more football since mm-hmm. then, um, yeah. and that takes bravery, so I'd like to, first of all, 
<laughs> call out Bart for that. Um, so thank you en- for engaging our fans like that. Um, and also a, a side note to finish, I think that um, I really want Aaron Rodgers to become the host of Jeopardy just so that we can accurately call him a game manager. Um, oh, no. oh my god. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to um, <laughs> One last thing before we wrap up wasn't on the outline. Wyatt alluded to his favorite episode earlier being the stadium snack one. Does anybody else have any favorite episodes that they can think back on? I really liked the one. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. After like week one or two of the NFL season. I think it was week two of the NFL season last year. And the Cowboys beat the Falcons. And I was like, Wyatt, you owe Dak an apology. (laughs) That one was pretty funny. There was another one that was really funny. I do not remember what we were talking about. But um, Wyatt was like, Wyatt was like something like he was making a point. He was like, absolutely. And Lucas was like, absolutely not. And Wyatt was like, absolutely. You guys went back and forth like three times on those words. It was really funny. (laughs) I don't remember what it was. I can't remember. But those were two of my favorite moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first one that came to mind for me it wasn't funny it was just fun was when we went through our like um, ideal well, it was like ideal weekend trip or something like yeah, that yeah 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 that was um, really fun hearing people like different people's takes on it and the so, was it Aiden who was simply outrageous was it Jared Aiden Somebody had, had like really the most, outrageous oh wait yeah you had like flying across the like ocean the and, on, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was so that one was okay, that was interesting no, I feel like a lot of the ones that have been mentioned so far, the bowl game predictions, the the snack foods, uh, what I've really taken away from this is that I need to go back to those, what what did you say, Jared, 20 episodes during the pandemic where we were just like ranking sports that were on <laughs> ESPN at that point, or just yeah. like, you know, random, <laughs> random outrageous sports since we had nothing else to talk about. I think we got pretty creative, so. Um, we did. That's, I will spend some time on that, going back to listen to some of those. Yeah, it's wild to me that just like we could do that, you know? Like, yeah. Like, what what do we talk about for twenty weeks? <clears throat> we we have Beyonce in a title. I love looking at the <laughs> episodes from that point. Um, oh, looking back on these two, um, the Jabari rules, um, where oh, yeah. Aiden did the all the stats mm. on what name was most likely uh, to get you into the NBA. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun. Yeah. Um, we have one called Kicking It Old School. God knows what that's about during that time. Um, yeah, so it's just, like, crazy stuff. But I, I think my favorite, I mentioned it during, was the um, is the Call Me By Your Nickname one. I, I was listening to it the other day. And just, like, going through, like, the best and worst nicknames, like, we just sounded like we were having so much fun uh, doing it. I, I had a similar moment to the one I had tonight on the podcast where I, like, couldn't speak because I was laughing so loud. <laughs> at, the, at the Shaq, big Aristotle quote about him being, like, the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. <laughs> you can't figure either of us out. Um, I remember why it's too, why it's bad nickname was Lester the Molester. It's really yeah. funny um, I need to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. So, and it's our most listened to one, too. Um, maybe by a fluke of it having the same name as a pop song that was released the same week, but I think it is an elite. Uh, and the friends we know, made along the way, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the best episode of all. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to this marathon 100th episode celebration of the Youth Thought Sports podcast. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, Vine. Just kidding. Mostly Instagram and Twitter, though, at Sport. LinkedIn. Um, that's definitely the best place to engage. <laughs> Wyatt's, 
Wyatt's making some really good um, graphics on there. Subscribe to the Apple to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen. Give us a five star rating if you can, and tune in next week. We're still going strong. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you to uh, Supreme Slime. Yes. Supreme Slime <laughs> and Slick Rick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take care.